Summer is here, and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to get back, relax, and make some cash. Everyone has to start somewhere, which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like mybookie.ag. With all the major sports seasons just around the corner, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Dynamic betting lines and a simple-to-use platform make the process easier than it's ever been. Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK to get your deposit matched 100% all the way up to $1,000. Plus an extra $25 free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, August 2nd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you today, Andrew? Doing pretty well, Coach. Had a solid night, one on both sites. Uh, some of our key value plays came through. Kelly Olinick. how about that? Wow. The, first, the first guy we talked about on the podcast yesterday, went off in the fourth quarter, really paid off value. And then one of our big plays that we both used was fading AD and LeBron. They showed that they were just a little bit tired down the stretch against Toronto. Toronto was able to come through and win that game. That was nice. Yeah. Um, so good, good, good day overall. Uh, looking forward to another big Sunday slate here, six games, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, it, you know, if it's ever been more present, you know, listen to these podcasts as part of the process. You know, yesterday was one of those days where I, I was kicking myself because I talked about TJ Warren on the podcast a lot. He was in my all my initial builds and somehow, some way it worked in reverse and he didn't make my lineups. And I was just kicking myself. 53 yeah. real points, for God's sake. So anyway... Sorry. You know, with the good part about it is if you do listen to the podcast, then you follow us on Twitter throughout the day for news and such, and then jump in our Discord. Even though I didn't have him in my final lineup on Discord, you heard me, you know, barking about him during the podcast. So, you know, that's where you really need to use a few pivots. And we did have a few members that did that, but that just goes to show that, you know, all of us will make a mistake once in a while with who we at put in that final uh, lineup, but to get the big, biggest picture and the most accurate picture is follow all those things. And usually you can come up with that combination uh, to really take some stuff down. So I'm, I'm happy that I brought them forward, but not happy that I took them out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it happens. It happens to all of us. So anyway, uh, we want to jump right in today because uh, again, we're going to have a full like 12 straight hours of NBA. I mean, you can't beat it. So it's going to be starting at, at 2 Eastern, 1 Central. And we're here bright in the, uh, and early in the morning on Sunday. So we'll get this podcast out and plenty of time for you to check this out prior to making your builds. And uh, the, the next step, like I say, follow us on Twitter, but then become a member. Jump in. Even you know if you want to just try us for a week, uh, I think you'll see that we really – uh, take a lot of pride in, in how we handle every detail, answer every question of, of our members, uh, et cetera. So go to DFSCoachTalk.com and uh, 25 bucks, you're in, you get 
all of our major league baseball lineups and all of, of course, our PGA. And then how about NBA? You know, that's our, our home sport. So all of those are going on right now. And if you uh, really enjoy it and stay a long term, then the NFL jumps in uh, with our pros there, too. So we've got it covered from wall to wall. We would uh, love if you would jump in there and check us out. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to thank both of our presenting sponsors. We have MyBookie.ag. It is the place to go for all of your sports wagering and casino action. And they have upped the ante. They, uh, if you go to MyBookie.ag uh, and put in the promo code COACHTALK, no space, they are now matching that first deposit 100% uh, all the way up to 1000 bucks. So you can get a free thousand basically uh, to play with there and you get a free $25 free play just for being a listener to DFS coach talk and also our friends at tvg.com it's where the world goes to bet and watch horse racing uh, they have an exclusive offer you can only get through us and you can get it uh, at tvg.com or if you go straight to dfscoachtalk.com look for the giant banner on there it says risk-free $300 play. You click on that and it is exactly what it says. You put 300 in, you play it. If you lose, TVG gives it back. So two great offers from two great companies and we would recommend you check them both out. All right, with no further ado, we're jumping right into this sucker today, man. <clears throat> and I know this has been painful at the beginning of the shows, but it's so necessary right now, you know, because this is different times, a different world, different situations, and we need to review the player news and injuries. It takes like maybe five minutes here at the front of the show, but it's extremely important that you take some notes or, you know, these uh, remind you of things that you didn't know were going on so that when we're, we are breaking these out, you understand what all of our preparation time was done at reformulating these lineups usage, you know, player minutes, the whole nine yards. So without uh, delaying, let's just get into this. Um, I'll go as quickly as possible. Andrew, if you have anything that you want to state while I'm going through it, just jump, feel free to jump in there. All right. It's long, but it's important. Okay. Alex Lynn is out. He's still coronavirus situation. Marvin Williams is back for Milwaukee, though. He's going to get to play. Uh, he's one of the new signee guys, so it'll be interesting to see him in a Bucks uniform. Um, Connaughton and Bledsoe still both remain out uh, today, so that will affect uh, that whole rotation big time. Um, so keep an eye on those those guys. Doubtful is Marco Bellinelli. Uh, Bryn Forbes remains out for San Antonio. Um, Jamal Crawford. Is not they're not sure if he's going to play or not. He's 50-50. Uh, definitely will have an effect on that game. Um, it's just a conditioning thing for Crawford. Not sure if he's in or out. So that's a note we got to keep uh, an eye on. Wes Awundo, same situation with Orlando. So we need to, to stay uh, on top of that one. We do know Kuruks is playing and playing pretty well. Dame had a, a great game first game out. He is going to play again. He's looking like normal Dame to me. <clears throat> we know Eric Gordon's out for a couple of weeks with a, a twisted ankle. Uh, other guys that are in that you may have heard different rumblings about, um, 
uh, Austin Rivers with Houston, Nazir Little with Portland, Aaron Baines with Phoenix, and of course, De'Aaron Fox had a monster game with Sacramento in the first game, and, <clears throat> and Harrison Barnes is also back after going through COVID-19. Tremont Waters is going to play. Russell Westbrook's fine. Uh, guys that, if you didn't hear, they were out. I want to mention again, Marvin Bagley not playing for Sacramento. Justice Winslow, a pretty bad hip injury. He's out for the whole bubble. Thomas Bryant is playing. Uh, Trey Lyles remains out. And then here's a couple uh, guys to take note of. Uh, Jabari Parker for Sacramento is in today. Buddy Hild is in. Um, for Brooklyn, just mentions again for people that maybe just are playing today, missed the first few days. Torian Prince is out. Spencer Dinwiddie out. Bradley Beal out. In for Memphis, Brandon Clark, who had a really nice first game, along with his running mate, Jaron Jackson Jr., who was terrific in the first game. Jakob Pertle, fantastic first game. He was like an 8X guy, and he's in. Guys that are remaining out are Caleb Swanigan from Portland, Thabo Cephalosha from Houston, and guy that I had 100% of my lineups and played terrific in that OT game, Zach Collins. He's still pretty cheap. And Yusuf Nurkic looked like an all-star, man. Yeah, he, he did. really played well. He's, he's uh, playing again today. Uh, others that you may not have heard of, if it's repetitive, I apologize. But DeAndre Jordan isn't at the bubble. Neither is Wilson Chandler or Willie Cauley-Stein from Dallas or Nicholas Claxton from Brooklyn. A uh, big loss, I think, personally for Portland. Trevor Rees is not going to be at the bubble nor is Courtney Lee for Dallas, Davis Bertans for Washington, Kelly Oubre for Phoenix, LaMarcus Aldridge for San Antonio, or for your favorite, Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. Ah, not I'm my just favorite. <laughs> I know, I'm just, just teasing. <laughs> so that's a lot to absorb, but again, wanted to do the reset for you because it's been a little hectic, and here we are on a Sunday, you know, three days, four days into this, and uh, that's sort of where everything stands. So... Um, that gives you an idea, and that's what's been uh, – Andrew and I have been up in the wee hours going back and forth with suggestions and minutes projections and usage projections, and all of that goes into this uh, to give us what we feel is a real edge. Uh, we don't think, especially right now specifically, that optimizers are the answer because this is such a unique situation, and you know, to hand-build and see what's going on in all these uh, scenarios, it is challenging and it takes time, but uh, truthfully, we feel it's worth it. And it is, is the way to take some, some big tournaments down. All right, we're going to dive in. I'll give you the mybookie.ag odds, and then we're going to let uh, the man Andrew Hansen break this down. He's pretty hot right now, so we want to keep that streak going. Um, the first game on the docket is the Washington Wizards and the Brooklyn Nets. So talk about the tough luck teams here that with missing all their guys. Uh, here you go. So generally in these type of scenarios, you can find uh, some of the best plays. So the mybookie.ag, that game is at 1 Eastern, uh, noon Central. 2, two and Eastern. My, I'm sorry, 2 Eastern, 1 Central. They, yep. I forgot I switched my times on here to the Central mm -hmm. so that I don't mess it up. And I did. 
All right. So the that first game, Washington and Brooklyn. Brooklyn is is a favorite, which is I didn't think they would be a favorite in any of the eight games with all these subs, but they are the favorite, and it's a pretty healthy two thirty three and a half over under. So give us the the nuggets on this Wizards Nets game. Right. So uh, I I do want to have some exposure to this. <clears throat> Uh, high total. Washington is bad defensively. They're 29th on the season, obviously missing a lot of key guys. Uh, so I'm looking at Levert and and Jared Allen. I'm going to go back to the well with these guys. You know, they didn't quite get explosive games in their first one out. It was sort of a strange game. You know, Orlando, they didn't play that many minutes. I think Levert will have more success against Washington's defense. Same thing for Allen. And on the flip side, you could look at Thomas Bryant. Centers generally do pretty well against Brooklyn, and he's under 5K. Took four three-pointers in the first game, which I like. You know, he's being aggressive. If he's going to be shooting from the outside and doing everything else in the paint, uh, I could get some exposure to him. Napier is worth considering at 5.4. I don't know if this is a spot where he's going to smash the value there. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth between him and Ish Smith to get in some of my lineups. Ish Smith is only 3.8 on DraftKings, and he went for 17-4-7 and seven in the first game, um, 31 fantasy points. So talking about like a 9x return. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, thinking about this matchup here, um, Chioza, I'm guessing Chioza will guard Napier. He's fast. Um, you know, he may be one of the few guards who can kind of neutralize Napier with that that quickness. Um, so that's why I think I may pivot and use a little bit of Ish Smith. Interesting. That would be definitely something that is uh, contrarian, I think, anyway. Um, you know, a couple of things. We're on a six-game slate, so we can be a little bit more picky. You know, we've got 12 teams playing, <clears throat> and we're, you know, the nice thing about the bubble is nobody, nobody in there, knock on wood, has tested positive. You know, what, what we're uh, preparing for is really taking place. I mean, you know, I provide uh, some baseball lineups as well, and I'll tell you what, what a headache that is with the games that are in and out, and, and then you have the weather on top of it. I mean, it's just baseball is such a train wreck right now. I, we've talked about it on yesterday's show, but I don't think they're going to make it. But my point is basketball is pretty sound. We know what we're going to get here, and we prepared for this well. And And I'll tell you what, I'm going to know where I stand early on, Andrew, because I love Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. I loved them the first game. They did well. They didn't crush it, but right. that's because it was a wicked blowout. Yep. It was a huge blowout. They didn't see the floor in the fourth quarter, and it was skewed. Uh, Washington's defense is terrible, and I – even with these guys that are in now, it's just not a good defense. The pace, these two teams have absolutely nothing to play for other than just showing out. And I just think Levert is, he's going to be my best player on the slate. I'm just going with it. I think Jared Allen will get enough run without having to look over his shoulder at DeAndre Jordan to get it done. And on the other side of the ball, uh, I'm going back to uh, Roy, Roy Hashimura. I think he's the best player on this team right now with uh, the guys sitting out. Um, that kid can play, and he can do it in many ways. Threes, rebounds, 
you know, blocks. I mean, he basically plays a four five some of the time, and he was thought of as a three four initially. So I love Hashimura right off the bat. If you're listening to this podcast, you've got three of my core plays. So uh, I think if you start with those three, get out to a fast start, um, that should give a lot of you guys a, a real good jump. And, you know, with late swap, um, if you see that that goes great in that first game and you want to see the rest of what we're building out, come and check us out at DFSCoachTalk.com and jump in because a lot of the other plays and key plays, uh, we'll, we'll touch on some of them in, the, in this uh, podcast, but the rest of them will be released in our Discord 30 minutes before lock. And that the Discord is for members only, so jump in and join that. And uh, hopefully, this this three man stack that I'm going to use in Game One uh, really propels uh, the lineup to get it done. Yeah. Last have, comment on Rui. Yeah, I do. I like his price a lot better on Fanduel. On DraftKings, right. he's seven point four. On Fanduel, he's only six point one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's loading lock in uh, on Fanduel and. Maybe just a cash game play on DraftKings, but I, I'm still working on that because of the pricing. Um, usually I like to take a little more flyers on the GPPs and, and, and get a little more value. So, all right, game two is the Portland Trailblazers at the Boston Celtics. Uh, it is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central game. MyBookie.ag has the Celtics as a four-point favorite. And the over-under in this game, not bad, 229.5. This should be a fun game to watch. Some great players. We still have Kemba on a minutes restriction. Uh, but everything else uh, looks like it's opening up pretty well here. What do you got? Yeah, I think this really will be a fun one to watch. Portland really went after it in that first game. Lillard played 44 minutes. I, I know it was overtime, but C.J. McCollum played 45 yeah, Melo got 37. So, I mean, you're looking at 40 minutes in regulation for Lillard and CJ. Um, and, you know, that's that's what you want here. We want guys who are going to play big minutes. The stars, these teams that need to win, want to win, are going to go after it. So uh, Lillard is certainly uh, in consideration for me. Now, CJ McCollum. You know, he crushed the Celtics for 55 fantasy points first time out, but Lillard did not play. So just keep that in mind if you're looking that, that's back. That's a big, big difference in usage. It's like a 12-point bump for McCollum when Lillard's out. It's nuts. Exactly. So uh, I'm looking at Lillard here as my preference for the Portland guards. Uh, Zach Collins is still uh, a nice price. He's 3.4 on DraftKings, a little bit more on FanDuel, 4.6. But... Uh, I, I do like him on DraftKings. And then with the Celtics, uh, Kemba, they, they did say his minutes are going to go up a little bit, but he's still going to be on a restriction. He played 19 minutes in the first game. I would expect him to play no more than 24. So I do think there's some opportunity here with the other guys. Um, so I, I, looking at these matchups here, I figure um, – Looking at Hayward, Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Trying to figure out who is Mello going to guard. And I have a feeling that Mello is going to be on Tatum. I think uh, I think Zach Collins is going to guard Jalen Brown. I think 
uh, Lillard and CJ are going to guard Kemba and Hayward. Uh, so I think I think Melo is going to be left to try to slow down Tatum. And Tatum did not play well in the first game here. Uh, but that was Milwaukee, and they always do a good job wrapping him up. So I may look at Tatum here in some GPPs. I, I think he'll be lower-owned because he didn't play well in the first game. His price is a little bit high, to be honest, on DraftKings. It's 8.2. But he has crushed Portland here before. So uh, I may get a little Tatum as my favorite guy. Uh, I do like Hayward as well, but um, I think Tatum is the one where I may take a flyer in GPP. Interesting. Um, you, you know, this game is, I think it's going to be a great game. And, and I guarantee you what Coach Stotts told his players before that first game, and, and that's the way they played, is he probably told them these eight games are like single playoff games each time because we have to win basically 8-0, 7-1 to get into these playoff runs. So they they came out with an urgency. I'll tell you, the guy that absolutely blew me away was Yusuf Nurkic. He was fantastic. And if he didn't fall out, he would have had box boxcar numbers for people. Um, he played really well. And on the and, and his counterpart here, Daniel Tice, was terrific, too. I mean, watching him play, he hustles, gets to every ball, finishes. I was so impressed with, with both of those guys. But, you know, depending on the builds and the pricing, they're different on each, uh, each uh, site. But I think Nurkic looks terrific. And I think that the fact that he had to rest that whole end of the fourth quarter and overtime is going to be a positive for him for this game. Uh, I think he's terrific. I'm, I, Nurkic will make a lot of my lineups uh, at center. I think he's in great shape. He lost weight. He's hungry. Um, and I think, he, you know, Tice is scrappy. But, uh, you know, Boston does get beat up a little bit by centers from time to time. Not as much now that Canner's not playing because Canner's the Olay defense man, but uh, he'll still get some minutes in there. So Nurkic is my favorite uh, trailblazer. I love Dame. I always love Dame. I think, you know, believe it or not, you're going to think I'm crazy, but the fact that Kemba is on a limits restriction uh, hurts me as far as wanting to play Damien because when they bring Wanamaker in, and Marcus Smart guards uh, the point guard. The, either one of those guys, they are a pain in the neck defensively, especially Marcus. I, oh, yeah. If I'm going to pick up game at the Y and I have every NBA player to pick from, I'm taking Marcus Smart because he'll kill you to win. That's you know, right. I, you love, as a coach, you love Marcus Smart on your team. He'll guard anybody. He even guards the big guys. Yep. So. I respect that tremendously, and that's the reason that I'm not real comfortable with Lillard and McCollum at that high price. I don't want to chase the points from last game, and if they're going to be guarded by Smart and Wanamaker a good chunk of the game, I think that will hold them in check, and I think that they'll end up going more inside. Uh, as you mentioned, I think Collins is a great play where he's still cheap on uh, Fantasy Draft. Is that correct, or DraftKings? Which DraftKings. one is he? Okay. Yep. Take him in DraftKings and FanDuel. He's a little too much, but uh, I like the bigs. I like Collins and Nurkic here uh, as the best plays for Detroit. Don't don't chase the points with Carmelo. I know he had a great first game. He hit two threes to to tie that game at the end that were just awesome. But he's not a periphery guy stats wise. I think maybe 
this last game might have been like his high point of what he can do at this point in his career. Just my suggestion, I wouldn't chase the money, or chase the DFS points there. On the, on the Boston side, like I said, Tice played his heart out. But again, you know, you don't want to take guys coming off sort of ceiling type games that you anticipate. Um, so I'm not crazy uh, about him in this matchup just for taking up that center spot is a little rough when you got 12 teams playing. Hayward is okay. I, I'm not ecstatic about him, but I mean, I could, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to put him in there. Uh, Jason Tatum, man, he, he is the weirdest dude. He has had games this season, uh, one for 17. I remember the one day you played him. I think he was 0 for 11 or something, and just some craziness. You were like, how is that possible? And then he has games where he pours in 40. So a lot of it has to do with the matchup. I think that uh, Portland does not match up well with Jason Tatum because the guys you mentioned, who's going to guard them? Lillard McComb, too small. Anthony can't defend. I don't know if you want to take Collins. They want to take him that far away from the basket. So the odd matchup for them is Tatum. And I think I'm not afraid of that. You know, it was more. What did he end up? Do you know two for 18 or something? Something like that. Yep. And the the one bucket, he never touched it. It got right. tipped in by two poor, yep. two opposite players. Anyway, I'm not afraid to take him. He's expensive. So it takes a set because a lot of people that got burned by him the first night aren't going to touch him. But he's my favorite Celtic today. And I've seen him go one for 17 and then come back and go, you know, 12 for 18 kind of thing. So I think he's the focal point with Kemba getting less minutes. And, uh, you know, so the Nurkic, Tatum, one-offs for each side are really what I like the best. Let me add one more thing here. If you're playing multiple lineups, you mentioned Cantor. We we always try to attack him. And Whiteside is going to be coming off the bench against Cantor. Now, Whiteside didn't play much in the first game. You know, Nurkic had the bigger minutes. Didn't do much. He's got to be sulking a little bit because he's coming off the bench. But if Nurkic is a little bit tired, and especially if he's one of your core plays, and again, if you're going to use multiple lineups, get one lineup with Whiteside because if he goes off against Cantor, which he can if he gets closer to 24 minutes, uh, that could be a real nice GPP play. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right, we go on to game three. It is the San Antonio Spurs at the Memphis Grizzlies, four Eastern, three Central. Yep. Another interesting game, uh, sort of a must win. Memphis is starting to scramble here. They need to throw some wins on the board. Uh, they are, a, Memphis is a four and a half point favorite. And uh, this is the second highest total. Or no, I'm sorry, it's the third highest total. Our, our last two games are higher. This is 234 and a half. So there's there's points in every game. Two, 229 is the lowest, or 228 and a half is the lowest on the board. So we're going to need some big numbers to win, take That's these right. contests down for sure. All right, so break this game down for us, Andrew. Well, you're right. I mean, Memphis, they need to win. And they're, they've got a nice matchup here. San Antonio's 26th defensively. And uh, I was on John Morant and Triple J in the first one. They both paid off. Do I dare go back to Triple J again? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can. Um, let's see here. Um, I think John Morant is uh, you know, a nice, safe option. 
Um, Triple J. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't know if I can do it again. He's you know he's on DraftKings. He's five point two. Whiteside is five point three. I, I just compare him because I just mentioned Whiteside. So I I think I like him a little bit more than Whiteside, but. Um, you know, looking at bigs in that price range, we've already talked about Jared Allen at 5.6. I certainly prefer him. So probably won't get quite as much exposure to Triple J. On the San Antonio side, uh, Lonnie Walker, uh, he was a great value. The first one out, uh, I'll go back there again at only 3.5. He took 12 shots, which I really like. Um, and so I, I, I prefer him, and I'm not going to chase Derek White at 6.2. Um, I, you know, it could very easily be that, you know, he's, his minutes and usage go way down. DeJounte Murray's minutes and usage go way up. You know, he only had 21 minutes in the first game with five fouls. So yeah. if he stays healthy uh, and, and in there with no foul trouble, I like DeJounte Murray a little bit better than White. And I am going to get some exposure to these uh, San Antonio smaller players because of all the guys who are out. And you got to mention, actually, that DeMar DeRozan – had 48 fantasy points against Memphis, or sorry, averaged that. Uh, but he's really expensive at 7.6. So so for me in this game, I think John Morant's my favorite guy in Memphis. Lonnie Walker is my favorite guy in the Spurs. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a, a very intriguing game here. I think, uh, you know, DeJounte Murray is a guy that I'm looking at uh, in the fact that foul trouble held him back. I think that ballooned up white stats a little bit and even Walker slightly. So for me, I think DeJounte Murray uh, can really take over a game. Uh, Jaw isn't quite a great defender yet. He's crafty and he's handsy, but I think Murray can do well against him. They both have tons of speed, but uh, you know, I think Murray's, believe it or not, my favorite spur here. You know, what's amazing to me though, is did you ever think you'd see DeMar DeRozan starting at the four? But that's what he's doing. Isn't that's that today's nuts? NBA. Yep. It is really crazy. So here's my question on the other side of the ball. How are they going to guard Triple J with that lineup? Is it Lonnie Walker that guards him? I don't know. He's going to be he's going to have a massive size advantage because Pirtle has to play Joe Val. Yep. So that leaves gigantic Jaron Jackson Jr. What is he? Ten? Six he's up there, and I don't know who's gonna guard him. So he, you know he what was they might do? It. Don't be shocked if they start Rudy Gay. That's that's true. Pop may do that just because of the matchup differential. And and the guy that would probably go to the bench might be Lonnie Walker. Yep. I'm just saying. I don't Agreed. know that. I didn't read anything about that. Yep. But just something to be aware of is if they do stick with this lineup, I think Triple J's the play of the game. And I know it's crazy because I even on the Discord uh D I DM'd you and said, I want to play Triple J. I think I'm going to play Triple J. And then I sent one back saying, I'm just so afraid he's going to get in foul trouble. Right. I mean, it was <laughs> yesterday was the flip the coin and, and lose the flip of the coin on the tight ones. Today, I'm turning all that around. Yes. So uh, anyway, my take on this game is Memphis can take advantage of Jackson or even Brandon Clark when he's in there with Joe Val at center, because unless the Spurs uh, do adjust and get uh, Rudy playing alongside Jakob. I think they're going to have trouble stopping the 
the Grizz inside. So that's, you know, that's, I like Murray. I like uh, Triple J. And if Triple J gets in foul trouble, I'll post my red, uh, red face guy with the swearing words crossed out like I always do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's let's move on to the next game. It is uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. They have all the games staggered again, which is like this is it feels like I'm watching the NCAA tournament. I swear. Yeah, to God. you're right. Uh, so 6 p.m. Uh, Sacramento, Orlando. It's uh, 5 p.m. Central. And the mybookie.ag line on this Sacramento game is tight. It's Orlando minus two and a half. And I correct myself, the lowest over-under is not 229.5 Boston. It's this game. And as I spoke, it went down a half a point. So the red symbol on mybookie.ag just jumped in, and it's 227.5. So that is the lowest. And uh, Orlando likes to control the pace. Sacramento likes to move the ball. How is this one going to play out? Well, it's a good question. Uh, Fox and Bielitsa really had excellent games against Orlando the first time out. No and, kidding. And Fox was so aggressive in this opener. Uh, oh, can I say one thing real quickly? Sure. Because I forgot, and it's an important point. De'Aaron Fox went completely off when they played the Spurs, and he did that against DeJounte Murray and Derek White, who are supposed to be outstanding defenders and he got Murray in foul trouble so if that if you think that John Moran is comparable to De'Aaron Fox in that sense obviously that gave the Spurs trouble and it's something to keep in mind so your jaw play might be uh you know well well done so yeah anyway exactly I'm glad you mentioned that 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 did cross my mind as well um so here with Fox I mean D- DJ Augustine started the first game and Fultz came off the bench. Uh, I think Fox can you know have his way again with those guys. He is a little bit pricey at almost 8K on, on DraftKings. Uh, I do also still like Bogdanovich at only 5K. Uh, six for 11 on three-pointers. So he's stroking it. Uh, for Orlando, Evan Fournier would be the one-off for me. Uh, he's a guy that I don't usually get right, but 25 points and six assists when he played Sacramento earlier in the season. Uh, so I may get some exposure to him and just hope that he gets more minutes. He only played 24 minutes in the opener. We talked about how coach Clifford wants to balance the minutes, but maybe if he bumps up a little bit, uh, then he can really pay off value. Vucevic to me is too expensive on DraftKings. He's 8.7. And then, uh, again, multiple lineups. One off would be jo- Jonathan Isaac. He played. He only played 16 minutes last time. But if he gets closer to 20 or 24, I don't see anybody from Sacramento who's a really good matchup for him. You're looking at the bigs off the bench. It's Harry Giles. You mentioned Jabari Parker might play. Uh, I think he can do some damage against that bench. So, um, again, not my favorite play, but a potential one-off if you're playing multiple lineups. This is an easy one for me, Andrew. I mean, I tried to slice and dice to find a one-off here. I hate this game. I, I mean, not only is it the lowest total in Vegas, Orlando's going to try to slow the ball down, which they will. They play slow. And I just the defensive matchups don't fit. The benches, I just don't like this game, and it's going to be a full pass for me. Okay. 
All right, we go. We have two games left, and they're both, you know, exciting games. This is the game of the day, without question. It's an 8.30 p.m., 7.30 Central game. It's a feature game on ABC television, and uh, it's going to be a fun one. Um, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Houston Rockets. And right now the Bucks are four and a half point favored. And listen to this number since it has changed twice. When we got came on the air, it was 240. Then it went to 240 and a half. Now it's at 241. So it's trending upward. You know, this is the, the big national TV game. Everybody's fired up for this game. And there's so many explosive players here. Dude, I don't even know where to start. How do you see this game? There's an implied total, just so you know how big this one is. Implied total for Milwaukee's 123, and for the Rockets, it's 119. So this game is going to be a shootout, according to Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, no you don't wonder. seem that excited. <laughs> no, I... I I am uh, just. I was just checking. I wanted to make sure I had the total right from Houston's first game. You know, against Dallas, the total was three hundred two. Uh, yeah, went to went to overtime, but please don't uh, bring that game up because I will swear <laughs> on the air. I will throw out some cuss words yeah. that you haven't heard before because that was brutal. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I guess I would play the over as well if I were going to play the the total. But for me, uh, you know, as much as I like the total. I like these star players. My primary build, I think I'm just going for the value players out of this game. Mm. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I think this is a perfect setup for him. He didn't play when they played on opening night. He's 5.6. He only took eight shots in the first game against the Celtics. I think he'll I think he'll do, uh, do more here in this wide-open, fast-paced game. So I like him. And believe it or not, I'm looking at at Brooke Lopez, as I sort of circled back through this slate the second time, I made a note on him just thinking about that first game. And we do have to talk about the first game, even though it's painful for you, because remember what Porzingis did to Houston? He went um, 39 and 16. Well, they, they don't have a center, man. Exactly. I mean, yeah. They don't have any big at all. Any and, and and Porzingis went three from eight, three for eight from deep. Now, we know Brook Lopez doesn't have the skill of Porzingis, but he obviously has that same profile of a big who likes to shoot threes. And I see him doing, you know, having a similar uh, profile and potential outcome. Not not that he's going to get 39 and 16, but at 4.9K, I I like that as a – I don't think he's going to be a big target for most folks. So – um, those are my my two primary targets from Milwaukee. On the Houston side, again, looking at the value, Covington, 6.4, is nice, solid price on DraftKings. He went one for nine on three-pointers in the first yeah. game. If he can just Except shoot a little the bit last, better. He was 0 for 8, by the way. He hit the big one right. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so if he can shoot a little bit better, we know he's going to continue to give us the rebounds and the blocks and the steals. So uh, he's my first target there. And then House... You know, they they priced him up to 4.4. He went 6 for 12 from deep. He's now in that really question mark pricing. Uh, do we go back to him or not? Um, so in that 4K range from this game, I do prefer Brooke Lopez. I mean, I'm going to have to build a, a game stack lineup here where I get Giannis and Harden, Westbrook. But 
again, I'm going for these mid-tier guys on my primary build. Interesting. Um, a couple comments I wanted to make. What did you say about DiVincenzo early on when you were commenting? That I, I think he's going to do much better in this matchup, wide open, fast-paced. He only took eight shots against Boston. I think he'll get more yeah. shots and, and be more productive. Okay, because here's here are my questions. I'll, I'll make a few comments on a couple players, but DiVincenzo pretty much split the game with George Hill. And if that's the death sentence for me. I hate when any splitting just it just doesn't work for me. And I feel that Brooke Lopez is now splitting the game with his twin brother, Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin played, stepped up, hit some threes. I mean, he almost looks as good as his brother. Uh, so whenever I, I smell a little bit of a split minutes, it, it really raises a red flag for me. Uh, the West Matthews, Troy uh, Brown, all the different guys they play. Uh, you know, Ilya Sov and all those guys all across the board. I just don't feel comfortable with those guys either. Uh, so it's really a lot of the key guys from Milwaukee being Middleton and Antikanupo, I believe is the way I say it, always wrong. But those two guys, uh, you know, are, are certainly something you have to, to really look at strongly here. Uh, you know, I, I think there are some key players from this game I think you have to spend some salary here just because I don't see this game blowing out. I think you're going to see a lot of points. And I do have uh, two or three guys from this game that I am going to fill uh, out my my roster with that I think will be key plays. Uh, but uh, I'm going to save those for our members at DFS Coach Talk. So if, if you want to get the final bucks Rockets Breakdown, uh, join us in Discord at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, just become a member, and uh, you'll get all of those final lineups. Uh, we love to see the, the DFS Coach Talk board, uh, badge on all the, the boards on each site, and I think this game may be pivotal in uh, having those uh, show up. So I, I'm excited for that game. I'm certainly going to watch it, at least the first part of it, until I switch over to the the barn burner Maverick Suns, which is the last <laughs> game on the card. It's a 9 p.m. starts, late night sweat game, uh, 8 p.m. Central. You got the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, and the mybookie.ag has the Dallas Mavericks, who, if they didn't have to play the last five minutes of every game, would have like the second best record in the league, but that's another story. Um, they are minus six. And the over-under in this game is 236. So it's very solid, second highest on the board. Um, Two teams that definitely run and gun. Phoenix is playing loose, looking to score. And Mavericks now have to get serious, and they need to get some wins. Uh, They're trying to avoid having to play the Clippers in the first round. So this game has a lot of intrigue, and not because I'm a Mavericks fan. I just think that... You know, when you saw that score, did you know that that was the highest halftime score combined total of two teams since 1990? Well, I, I know they I, I heard them say that it was the highest this season. I didn't know that it went back that far. I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked, to be honest with you. But it was stupid. Was it 85, 75? I it think was, it was. It, it felt like an all-star game. I think it was. It was 160. Or 260 total, mind-bending. But, uh, you know, defense is a nice uh, option. I'm not sure why teams don't want to use it. But, all right, give us the the skinny here. Well, 
I'm sorry to say it, but I don't think I'm going to get much exposure to your to your Mavericks here. Okay. This is probably you know one of the teams that I I'm just going to basically fade. Porzingis and THJ haven't done well against Phoenix. I don't think uh, Mr. Burke is going to repeat that 31 point performance. If anybody plays Trey Burke, <laughs> that's that. Talk about chasing the points. Yeah, now, I know he's dirt cheap. But that was the game of his career. Yeah. I mean, he, that was even a better game than he had at Michigan in, in college. He went uh, berserk. Don't remind me of that one, please. <laughs> uh, so uh, so that's the thing for me on, on Dallas. I'm, I'm basically going to fade them. I am going to get some exposure to Phoenix. Booker and Aiton have both done well against Dallas. And they're in that 8K range on DraftKings. So a lot more affordable. Uh, Aiton surprised everybody by actually showing up. 24 12 and 3 in the in the first one despite yeah. not having any cardio back in April, May and June. I think I think he heard the podcast and yeah. he, he gave me the double bird, man. Take yeah. that coach. And yeah. yeah. Okay, now I got you, boy. Right. You know, we, we the bottom him. line is how bad a shape can you get in when you're like 21 for God's sake? What was I thinking? <laughs> well, plus he had time here in uh July to get get into shape. So, he Good took advantage you, of Yeah, he took advantage of the bubble and and uh, he's doing his thing. So I'm looking at those two guys. Uh, I'll have some exposure to them. You know, this game's tough for me. I, I like one player for sure, and it's it's Devin Booker. And the reason I do and the reason I'm willing to spend up here is they, they're they not playing J.J. Barea, who's scrappy and causes trouble for some of the points and twos that shoot. He's just a reach-in guy. He hasn't been getting minutes. And the key guy that could contain Booker is Jalen Brunson, and he's lost for the season. So the fact that Curry or a combination of Delonte Wright, et cetera, are going to try to guard Booker, uh, it does not sit well with me. So I think Booker could have a big game. I think he's the top play on the Suns' side. Um I'm not afraid of going to DeAndre Ayton either. I know that it looks like a chase, and I fade him the first game. But if he's in that kind of condition, uh, centers still hurt the Mavs because uh, they generally will will try with you know since the injuries and such, they'll sometimes just pay, uh, play Maxi Kleba at center or Porzingis will shift to center. Um, they may bring in. Boban, who had a real nice stretch of the last game to play a little bit. But I think DeAndre Ayton is just the power centers like that, that you can just go to the rim and rock it, uh, give the, the Mavs trouble. So uh, as crazy as it sounds, you know, it's against the Mavs and it's a guy I've been trashing. But I like DeAndre Ayton. I like Devin Booker. Devin Booker is my top play there. The Mavericks side, you know, Carlisle uses his bench immensely. They rotate a ton of guys. Uh, I didn't really like the way Luca looked in the first game. I know he had almost a triple-double, but he just looked a little off. I mean, he shot a couple air balls. Defensively, he wasn't moving quite as well. And he's so expensive, it's just a hard hard uh, one to chew. And I think he'll get a lot of ownership because people are going to want him in that late-night sweat. They figure Phoenix is an up-tempo team uh, by the way the implied totals in that game are Dallas 120 and a half and the Suns 114 and a half so 120 and a half is a lot of points um, you know with Baines coming off the bench for Aiton I'm not you know I think they can do some 
some good on Porzingis to slow him down a little bit. Um, certainly, you know, hard to say why would you want to play Curry really or Hardaway if they really are going to utilize a lot of minutes for Burke and some of the other Delonte Wright played a lot. Um, it's just too much of a rotation for me. So uh, I don't believe I'm saying this, but I think I'm going to completely fade the Mavs with you and uh, play a couple of Suns. But you know what? You you got to set everything aside in DFS. Like I've said a billion times, don't play your favorite players on your favorite team. Don't play the late night game because it's a sweat game. Just look at every team in a neutral way, and that's how you can build your best lineup. So unfortunately, I'll be rooting with my heart one way, but my DFS and wallet the other way. Yeah, and speaking of the eye test with Luca, I happened to be watching after the game as they, they showed the players walking up the ramp towards the locker rooms. And I know it's an uphill ramp, but he was walking so gingerly. I mean, he looked like... He looked what, sore. He me. looked sore. He was like just barely walking slowly. It was almost like what you might expect LeBron would walk like after game seven of the finals in like his 20th season. Because you got to, I mean, all the wear and tear on his body, but not young Luca. Young Luca, you think, would be running up that ramp, ready to go. But he looked really tired after that big minutes, big first outing. So he's he he's one of those guys that I think it might, you know, might really doom him in terms of fantasy value here in game two. You know, not to be negative on our listeners that are soccer fans, though, but he grew up also playing soccer in Europe. And he, he is famous for, you know, he gets bumped grazed in the cheekbone and he goes down like somebody <laughs> ripped off his face, you know, rolling around like they got to bring the stretcher out. And then he gets yeah. up and hits three threes in a row. So, you know, I don't I, I don't really follow his body language that much just because he's got that mentality. It agitates the heck out of me, by the way. I mean, how you watch his games 50 percent of the time after the play, he's grabbing his face or his head or he's right. trying to shake off and limp something off and. Just play the game, you young man. Good Lord. But, uh, you know, he again, he's capable of coming out. Rubio wants no part of him whatsoever. So, you know, he could come out there and just blow up, too. So especially now that I ripped on him, he's probably yeah, yes, exactly 50 point triple double. But <laughs> yeah, it's I'll tell you, though, it's a great card. It's it's uh, it's challenging salary wise trying to build a lineup because, you know, if you want to put a, a star or two in there, it puts you in a pretty tough spot. Uh, to, for me, this card, there's not as many standout value plays. Agreed. Completely agree. That's why yeah. That's why I'm looking at more of a balanced build and really going to be looking at the news here. I'd like to get some late news and get at least one more value play open up because if guys like Lonnie Walker don't start, as we're predicting that he might not, you know, there's one less value guy to play. We need to we need the news to go in the opposite direction to get more exposure to some of these studs. Yeah. And how about the the matchups? We talked a little bit about that Mavericks game. Who are they going to match up with? They ended up putting Covington on Luca. I thought that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, we didn't see that one coming. And the only time they ran the double at Harden, it worked for a while in the third right. quarter. But then they went back away from it. I, I don't know, you know, uh, Carlisle just just befuddled me with, with his strategy there. But, you know, the question is, will the Bucks and that awesome defense run a double at Harden? That's another thing you got to think of, too. 
you know, Wesley Matthews is going to guard hard and, and nosed on the ball. He's an on-the-ball defender, but he's not as good as he used to be, and nobody can stop Harden. So my my thing is if you do like Harden today, I don't think you have to worry as much about the double because I think they'll try to guard him heads up with Matthews and then just try to outscore him in the paint. But just something I wanted to throw in there because strategic aspects of how coaches approach things. You know, the other thing is, though, Coach Bud's one of the better coaches in the year in the league. So, you know, who knows how – how they're going to do that. I mean, I would force Westbrook to shoot the ball from outside personally. Yeah. He just can't shoot it out there. He and doesn't want to. No. And if you let Westbrook and Harden drive like Dallas did 80 million times, they're going to just murder you. you they're going to finish at the rim. They're, they're probably two of the best, maybe four I, I can think of finishers at the rim in the entire league, you know, literally. So got to keep them away from the basket. But Great intrigue today, great strategy, uh, tough builds. You got to really dig in here. So, you know, spend some time with it. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun slate. Um, I want to thank our two presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. Go there, use the promo code Coach Talk and get 100% of sign up bonus up to 1000 bucks and a $25 free pay- play. And go to tvg.com or dfscoachshock.com and click on risk-free $300, $300 bet. And that's exactly what it is. Um, our charity of choice here is mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Wonderful charity support set up by the Bryant family. And let's close out by sharing our Twitter uh, handles because... Where you can find us on Twitter is important because we're going to be, from now until these games tip, we're going to be putting up notes, seeing if there's any lineup changes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. D- at DFS Coach Talk, very simple. Uh, that's where you can find all of us. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. Uh, Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. And Freddie is at Freddie Mills 7. So catch us there. Follow us throughout. We'd love to have you join in with the the best community that I know of in the DFS space. And uh, I think it'll be fun, man. Any final words from you, Andrew? Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And have a great Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Six NBA games. You got to love it. They're staggered throughout the day. So Get the easy chair ready, get the popcorn out, whatever, you know, <laughs> and there's not going to be any breaks. And, you know, what I love, I'm notorious. I drive my son crazy. I refuse to watch a commercial. Right. So it, all with all these staggered games, we're basically getting two games at a time. So you can stagger, but go back and forth and check out, watch both games and not have to check commercials. And you'd be surprised how many commercials there are. So you can catch a good chunk of all the games, which I certainly will be doing. I even bought an extra pack of batteries because I know I'm going to smoke out my remote control. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You do not want to lose batteries on a day like this. Oh, that's that's panic. Complete panic. <laughs> Meltdown. Yep. So, all right, man. Well, thanks. Great show, Andrew. Uh, solid picks yesterday. Let's both crush it today big time and take some stuff down. I'm going to hit cash games hard. I know Andrew's just uh, crushing and multi-entering some of these uh, GPPs. So between the two of us, 
uh, let's try to steer you to a, a really awesome day. So thanks again for spending some time with us. Uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow uh, for more NBA and uh, we'll go through it. We're going to have basketball every day. So, and we do have a seven day a week podcast in front of the paywall here at DFS Coach Talk. So thank you again and let's crush it in DFS. <laughs>